Hey, you Angela Fazio is an industry powerhouse who has overseen 40,000 homes sold and $9 billion in production. And Kristen Kentrell is one of the nation's most accomplished team leaders, helping thousands of agents build their businesses. They are passionate about educating, encouraging, and empowering moms in real estate. Our next episode starts now. All right, no judgment. (laughs) No judgment, people. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Welcome to Moms in Real Estate. I'm Kristen Cantrell. I'm Angela Fazio, and you can tell this is different this time. We have an in-person guest, and we were really trying to figure that out, but I'm so excited (laughs) to have live and in-person Christy DeWitt. Welcome to the show. Welcome. And you're going to be talking about seizing opportunity today, which is one of my favorite topics because you can tell talking to you, you know how to create your own opportunities. So why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. So I was a competitive athlete, which I think has created a lot of skill sets for me that I didn't even know were going to translate into my professional career until I really got into real estate. So having that competitive edge um, as an athlete, you're always practicing and you're always failing. Athletes, you can never win everything all the time. Mm -hmm. So taking opportunities and taking risks for me was easier because I think I had already worked through all the hurdles of feeling what rejection was and mm-hmm. how it feels to lose. And every time you lose, it just makes you want to get up and go in again. So that is something that's been ingrained into me as an athlete that really led me into my future endeavors. So after I, I was a competitive diver, I did all the flips. I was no crazy. kidding. That's I, crazy. Where did you practice that? that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how no. do you do? Wait, wait, stop for a second. This is what my always my question with gymnasts with with. Pe- people who do stunts like that I watch on Tive, whatever. How do you do something like that for the first time? Like mm-hmm. I'm going to flip, you did it with a high diver. Yeah, I did platform, springboard, the high board, I did it all. So how do you decide in your mind, you know what, I think today I'm going to flip. So <laughs> I was an adrenaline junkie. I had a trampoline as a kid and I was always doing flips. My mom put me in swim team and I, hated it Did you? and looking back i hated it because so monotonous you just mm-hmm. go back and forth mm-hmm. sorry to all the swimmers out there <laughs> <laughs> it's fine so i saw the diving and i was like that is what i want to do so i did a summer program and then i dove at asu club for eight years and wow. then i went to northern arizona and dove up northern college so. okay so wait cool. i have to ask more questions because yeah. i'm enamored do you flip on the ground first yeah you so there's a lot of like dry land work. So they have actual diving boards that go into like foam pits. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. And no one realizes that when you hit water really high up, it's like hitting cement. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it, it, I, it was a lot. I actually knocked my front porch out. (gasps) No, you didn't. I was 21. Oh, diving. Well, the new ones are really pretty. Nothing. I have a big front teeth from knocking mine out, and that's a struggle. It's Do you have nightmares? Pain. Yes. Yeah. I still have nightmares. Yeah. Like falling off diving Same. boards. Oh, my gosh. You have you have nightmares about falling off diving boards? No, about losing my teeth. <laughs> Every time my kids hurt themselves, I the first thing I do is like, are your teeth in there? I know. <laughs> your teeth are We're good, good if your teeth are Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That's um, crazy. Yeah, that is so cool. So, And I love that, like, the – so many people are so afraid to fail. I feel like failing is such a good thing. And so talking about that and how that translates into real estate, like you said, like you don't care if somebody says no, you just go to the next person. Yeah, exactly. Who, who cares? Yeah. Like it's, it is what it is. Yeah. You never give yourself the opportunity if you never try. 
And so after I was done diving, I had kids really young, unexpectedly. Thank you to my husband. <laughs> so we had three kids in five years. So 22, 24, 26, I had all my kids. And I started an Instagram doing like home workouts. And I just started sharing like real life. I mean, I got on there in tears postpartum because I was just, it was, it's a lot when you're a mom and I was a young mom. None of my friends had kids at the time. So as I started the social media following years ago, it was a place I found this community and I started sharing just real life and my journey and people just kind of gravitated towards it. They were like, oh, nursing's hard. I was like, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's harder than anything. <laughs> it's really, really hard. Oh, so I know. Hard. So <laughs> making those relationships through social media was, I found my community there. Mm -hmm. And then through social media, I, I have... I realized later in life, I have a very entrepreneurial mindset. Mm -hmm. So I started randomly DMing and emailing random brands. So many brands I emailed and I was like, if they don't reply to me, like I don't so care, what? Right. who cares? Mm -hmm. So I did deals with Target and Pampers and like Dick's Sporting Goods, all these big brands because I started putting myself out there mm -hmm. and that's what you have to do. And if they said no, I got rejected plenty of times. I was like, all right, cool. It's something I never had. I tried. Yeah. So Ooh, what a good you... way to say that again. Cause people need to hear that. <laughs> it's something I never had. So you might as well try. Mm -hmm. And then if they said no, that's cares? awesome. That yeah. is awesome. Who cares? Mm -hmm. So once I like started doing that, then things start just coming towards you more naturally. Mm -hmm. So I think when you put yourself out there, you're, you're a magnet and then things start to magnetize back to you. See, you're a magnet too. Thank, thank it's not you. just your husband. <laughs> there, she said it right from her mouth. I know. <laughs> I know. So through social media, I built this following and then I met Greg Haig in the hospitality industry mm -hmm. and he gave me his card one day. He's the CEO of 72 sold. And he told me that he was starting this business. And it was really early on before you saw the commercials and billboards if you're in Arizona. And he was like, reach out if you ever need anything. So what did I do? I was like, I Googled him and I was like, cool, this guy looks really interesting. So I called him and I asked him for a job mm -hmm. just out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. No interest in houses, no interest in real estate ever. It was just some guy gave me his card. So I treated it like the social media days. So I called him and he was like, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, I've done social media. Like, mm -hmm. Do you want me to come to your social media? And he was like, all right, cool, let's do it. Nice. So I went and worked with him for six weeks. Mm -hmm. And I realized in that six weeks that I was made for sales. And it took me probably, let's say I started there when I was, how old am I, 31, 28? Yeah. It took me until 28 to realize that I was made for sales. Like, That's I didn't um, know. young mm -hmm. to figure out that you're <laughs> You're all took me so long. Uh, well, so I went through like five or six jobs mm -hmm. that I would work for three to four weeks and I would quit. I was yeah. a terrible employee. <laughs> I was like, I refused to be miserable. I told myself I would never work an eight to five. And so if I didn't like a job, I quit. So I worked all these random jobs. I'm like, I don't get paid. <laughs> I feel right. So, so then I found my calling in real estate. You know what's so crazy? That's a cool you story. know what's so crazy though? I gave myself my 20s to figure out what I wanted to do. And I That's tried great. everything and I bowed out when I didn't like it. Yeah. And at 27, I met her and started working for her. And that's when I fell in love with real estate. Yeah. What? I started real estate when I was 29. Really? Mm -hmm. See? Ooh, so all of you, I know. How cool. That's so cool. I, You know what? You're the first person. I've talked to a lot of people who where they've been really seriously competitive with sports. You're the first person that I can remember. My memory does kind of suck. <laughs> that actually pointed out 
that it taught you how to fail well. I That's I don't know that I've ever heard. I, I've heard discipline. I've heard you know being. Uh, persistent mm -hmm. and Persistence you know yes I've, I've heard of all those things but I don't know that I've ever heard somebody say it helped me learn how to fail well mm -hmm. well especially as a diver you're like you're constantly being judged yeah like every time you hit the water it's you're never perfect mm -hmm. right and for like a lot of gymnasts they get they have a lot of mental health issues down there too <laughs> really you're constantly hearing negative criticism yeah and no matter how good you are it's never good enough and of yeah. course it's about your body so yeah. that doesn't help it's a whole bunch it's a whole <laughs> toxic tendencies over there <laughs> right but but for me it was like all right it's it's already something you go through mm -hmm. and so as a mom now with my children none of us want our kids to fail so right now I see all this there's a, it's a big um putting not nicely but nicely like a lot of helicoptering happening yeah with parenting in today's world mm -hmm. and my biggest fear is like that I will make it too easy for them mm -hmm. that how how am I going to make them strong and tough and be able to overcome struggles when they're bigger mm, if, you don't if let them I'm fail. padding their lives now. Yeah. And that's a hard thing it's that really I struggle with right mm -hmm. now. With uh, My kids are almost four, six, and eight. I'm like, how do I give mm -hmm. them enough struggle without making it too easy? It's a really tough balance. I don't think that anyone's ever brought that up uh -huh. on our show. Nobody has. And um, I, it's a really good and that, I can feel. Let's like talk that. about that more because mm -hmm. I really think that a lot of moms are doing their kids a huge disservice. Yeah by constantly being like, oh, I'll catch you, don't worry. Love. That's yeah. I, of course it is, of course it's it is, yeah. And so I, I talk about it frequently, like with my husband, I'm like, hardship is what has made a lot of us successful. That's right, Yeah, it's true. So mm -hmm. I had a lot of hardship through lots of different areas, but that's why I'm strong and motivated and driven now. Yeah. So I don't want, no one wants to make hardship for their children, but mm -hmm. they have to go through something to make them tougher those characteristics. It's so road. true. Yeah. It's so true. It's so funny because um, it's really easy for me when one of my kids is pissing me off to let them fail. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, well, you're gonna you're gonna learn those consequences. I those know. Consequences. But like my when my favorite one gets in trouble and I'm like, I don't want oh, you to be in trouble. The but, sweet soul. Is yeah. Sweet soul. yeah. <laughs> I don't want you to get in trouble. We had a baseball tryouts like a couple weeks ago for my seven year old and he didn't make it and I had to have like the conversation with him and I was like, I actually am really glad that happened because that's a good like experience yeah. to go through. I mean, it sucked. I wanted him to get on the team, but I'm like, this is a good conversation. And I'm actually like, I feel I don't like how everything is like so oh you're doing so great you're doing so great and it's like hey listen you have to and he didn't try that hard I'm like listen yeah. you didn't try hard that's like, right that's what happens so then they go back and now they have to practice more they have to work harder yep and now they have a goal to strive for if yeah. they want it more if they want it Absolutely. badly enough I tell people all the time that um so I'm I'm not believe me I am not bragging but I was a Denver Bronco cheerleader awesome. I actually got rejected the first time and like the first practice. And I was so mad about it because I've, I'm all, I was always used to winning. I went back into the cheerleading coach and I said, you've made a mistake. You need to let me back on for the second tryouts. And she did. But I tell everybody, I had to work five times as hard to be half as good as those girls. Mm -hmm. It was a completely humbling experience. And I thank God for that. Mm -hmm. Like that taught me something new because up until then, Absolutely. things were fairly easy. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. it wasn't that hard, you but know? That's probably why you found a success in business later too, because mm -hmm. you had to go through those like gut wrench, those gut wrench broke punching moments yeah. where you mm -hmm. have to grow as a human being yep. and figure out how you're going to make it. 
And you just said throw punch. Like we're best what? friends. I know. I know. That's I love awesome. Throw punches. <laughs> we're all into that. Yeah. We're all okay, into so that. Let's go back to your social media because I think it's really fascinating. Like when I first met you, you told me you do not do filters on your Instagram and your Instagram followings like hundred, two hundred thousand people on it. Yeah. That's, that's a lot that's of awesome. people. And mm-hmm. she yeah. shows up with no filters. And I think that I, I think about that often because it's so hard to show up without a filter now. Like it literally. I can't Are you talking like, about like a literal filter or like a figurative the, filter? Like the Instagram filters. They make your face all pretty. I don't even know how to mm-hmm. use them. <laughs> well, everything is so sugar coated now. I know. Uh-huh. And like with my clients, I mean, one of the reasons we've had so much success in real estate is because we shoot them straight. How I talk to you guys, I talk to my clients. Nice. Same. There's no like facade of changing back and forth. So when we when I was talking about filters, I'm like, if I put a filter on, that is not me. Like yeah. to me, that's like me going against my code of who yeah. I am. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't always. None of us look good all the time. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I put makeup on a couple times a week if I can go to see clients, <laughs> but then otherwise, I like no, I don't like to wear makeup. And I got on my Instagram so many times without makeup, looking like crap, and just being like, hey, this is real, and it's it's relatable. People yeah. are like. I, I don't look like amazing all the time. So social media to me, especially for this younger generation, whole nother topic. I mean, it's mm-hmm. getting to the point where everyone's comparing and oh, they're yeah. comparing to something that's not real. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if I can make people feel more comfortable that mm-hmm. we're not all amazing all the time, I mean, it's real life. That's a people really good life. What you just said too is really good where it's like, if you can do that for somebody else, right? Where they're like, yeah, yeah. compare. That's why we have the show because comparison will kill you. Oh, yeah. wow. It will kill you. And that's one of the reasons why I love that we never, that like you saw the bad start to the show, right? You guys saw <laughs> it. it. We don't stop it. We don't edit it because that's not life. You don't get to just stop and edit your life. No, you don't get and to we do were that. Talking, we'd never re-listen to these because it's like, we, then I we're going to sit and be like, Oh, like, <laughs> listen, we sound so bad. I know. I don't want to <laughs> criticize my own voice or how my face <laughs> looked or nobody likes how their voice sounds. I don't know one person. <laughs> oh, I bet you there's one person. So let's go. I know. <laughs> yes. So let's go back to 72 sold because a lot of our audience is not in Arizona. So tell us a little bit about that company because you've been an agent for two and a half years and you've sold 300 homes with your husband, which is how much in production? We've almost done 200 million in 2.5 years. That's yeah, awesome. So that's like really busy, right? And so yeah. tell us like, tell us about the company and what that looked like for you starting out and what it looks like now. Yeah. So when I first started, the company hadn't grown. They actually, 72 sold just partnered with KW nationally. Yeah. So they made this big business deal outside of Arizona, but it started here. And so I got to be part of those growing, not growing pains, but I got to watch the company grow from a really small team of 40, 50 people to now it's almost 500, I think. Oh, wow. Um, so I was one of those first people there. And so, oh, yeah. <laughs> your experience your experience yeah, so far, a few of us had too much to drink last night so our brains are mushy and it's like 120 um so i got to see the marketing change and it's a very innovative company greg Haig, he's a marketing guru so he always pivots and was always thinking outside the box and that's something i love i love creativity. There's so many ways to do the same thing better. And so that's something he was always doing with this business. So 
to see him like change so many different things to get it to where it's at now was really cool. He had a lot of failed ideas, failed commercials, but it's what got him to success now. So mm -hmm. similar mindset to how he thinks is something I could relate to in this company. So um, it's a marketing company basically, and we just set up the home selling process different for sellers, where traditionally you wait for these showing requests to come in. We were losing a lot of, a lot of my clientele we were losing to iBuyers, like the open door and offer pads, mm -hmm. because it was convenient. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many families, moms, dads, pet owners, that we're like, I can't step out for all these showings. We just want to go the quick, easy cash route. Mm -hmm. So we came up with good solutions to make it easier and more convenient for sellers. And there's some negative chatter out there. Yeah. Because whenever you do something different and you're an innovator in your space, they start true. winning. Mm -hmm. People people don't like it. It's competition. Mm -hmm. And we know a lot about that. Yes, <laughs> we do. Yes, we do. And to be honest, like I'm not in competition with other realtors. Yeah. My right. business is not in competition with you. The other traditional agents out there are doing something different than we're doing. Yep. And you have to find your own lane of strength. Because yeah. mm -hmm. not everyone's going to like my cup of tea. Yeah. And not everyone's going to like your cup of tea. That's yeah. absolutely true. They're not for and everyone. I mm -hmm. like the whole women supporting women is like, it's great. We're not in competition. Yeah. No. Like mm -hmm. there are plenty of clients for everybody. So many people, especially so, in Arizona. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's plenty. So, so that's where I like when people get kind of ratty about it. I'm like, well, what have you done to build your business? What, what clients have I taken from you? I haven't <clears throat> taken clients from anybody. Mm -hmm. We've just come up with solutions, how to make things work for certain people that, you know, is elevating the game for everybody. And we, and we talk about this all the time. You know, the same reason why real estate is so beautiful for moms of every season is the same reason why real estate is so beautiful because there's not one way to do it. And there's a lot of different ways to solve problems. And if you can be that innovative problem solver, yep. well, then good for you. You have an edge. And that's what yeah. that's that's that is just the world. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's really cool about real estate is like when you or if you first get your license, it's like, hey, you're going to go sell houses or mm -hmm. take a buyer out. There's so much opportunity inside this real estate bubble. And not everybody's a listing agent and not everyone's a buyer's agent. There's so much more back into it that you can get into like things you guys are doing yeah and the tc world and oh, oh my, my gosh, gosh that's right just in the last two weeks my coach helped me open up two other income streams so now i'm at six that's awesome and that's all so awesome. all in the it's real all about space. it's all about income yeah. streams. You guys, and it's, it's literally putting yourself like around people that are like i want that and totally. then and so we all want that and so we're like thinking so much differently where typically you see agents that are like Where's my next deal coming from? I'm mm -hmm. like, really? Like, you got to think bigger than mm -hmm. that. You know, yeah. like, what else do you have going on? For sure. And that's why with 72 sold people are like, oh, I see the commercial again. I'm like, well, are you doing any commercials? Like, well, you don't have any commercials, but like, what shut your you TV doing? off. Yeah. What are you doing to elevate your game? Oh my gosh. Yeah. People talk crap about EXP. And I'm like, you guys are so dumb. Like, do yeah. you even understand what you're saying? Uh -huh. No. And we're not in competition. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So own your space. I like mm -hmm. the real estate world. I think of it as like you have this big tree branch where like you get to pick what your trunk is. Yeah. And then you hang out with people like you and you you collaborate. And I love collaboration. So do I we. I think it's so like the coolest thing. I might grab a tiny idea from you that mm -hmm. turns into a whole branch off my trunk. Yeah. So we have this opportunity to create our trunks. Yeah. And then we all create our branches off of it separately. Like you have six branches now. I love off your that. That's uh -huh. cool. I have like, way more than six. I mean, it's better like than baby. a twig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, that's I'm, what that's what's called an abundant mindset. What everything yes, that we've everything been talking about said. from from the 
the, the first words you said about what you translated from sports, you know, your diving to just now, just even to Instagram, everything, just yeah. abundant mindset. Mm -hmm. There's That's enough awesome. for everyone. And I, I, I can grab a lot and there's still a lot more left. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's all. That's, that's awesome. Actually. So tell us, like, what does a typical day look like for you? So right now, Nick and I, we've kept our team pretty small. I hate micromanaging people. Mm -hmm. So oh, I. Oh, oh. I just, I, I don't have this big vision to have this giant team. I could go there, but it's just not, not probably the route I like, I want to go through. Mm -hmm. I like to create, like, opportunities for people to thrive in their space. And if I can add, sprinkle on some, like, sugar on top. Like, I want them to grow into their own success. Leaders uh -huh. raising up leaders. That's yeah. right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So right now we have about probably like eight people, and we all have very specific strength roles. Mm -hmm. So if someone's I, – I hire people that have my weakness. That my weakness is I hire my strengths and other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm not organized, and I'm not a detail person. <laughs> Do not tell me the details. I do not care. Like literally, if somebody sends an email and it's more than two sentences, I'm out. I wait. I have, sometimes depends. Wait, it depends what time of the day. Sometimes oh. I just mark it as unread. I said I can't read all oh, too many words right I'll now. Go back. I'll go back. I'll go back. Wait, this should be a phone call. Oh, well, did you see the beginning of this? Details are not for oh, no. us either. No. So I hired amazing people that nice. are detail oriented, that are organized, that thrive in that mm -hmm. world. Mm -hmm. So we're all having the synergy. So. Nick and I go on probably three to four listing appointments a day, and then we're probably doing about 20 to 30 transactions a month inside our little team. So we have really good agents that I will just pass full deals on, and they become the next contact, and they build that great relationship, and they carry it on. Um, I have some listing agents I'm training right now. I always do things in pairs, so I like like for listing appointments, all my team will always go with a listing partner. No one on my team ever goes alone. I've never been on a listing appointment alone. I think it's well, yeah. And you guys are getting like you guys are not walking into someone's house that you know, so that's super smart. Super, and it's super different. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. I think it's also smart because what if they don't like you, but they like you? Yes. Yeah. That that's, that's what I. That's where my yeah. safety. I mean, sure, safety, but that's not where my mind went. My mind went. You gave them. You yeah. gave yourself twice as big of a chance of winning that I, over. I tell people that all the time. I'm like, we've been on all our appointments are cold, and. I didn't know like it was a skill set to go into like a cold meeting and you have you have basically 10 minutes to get someone to fall mm -hmm. in love with you. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. And it's a first impression. We're selling a program, how we sell the real estate, but people have to fall in love with you really quickly off a of first impression. Mm -hmm. And that's not a natural thing. Mm -hmm. And I learned that from my husband. He's super natural with like people and I've grown to be better at it. Mm -hmm. But so when we go on appointments, they're super cold. Whoever's gravitating towards one of us takes lead on it. That's right. So it's that's a skill set too. Mm -hmm. So I, instantly I'm like, oh, I your vibe. I believe in vibes. Yeah. Like you either like mm -hmm. accelerate really quickly or you like draw back around certain people. And it might not even be. It's just it might not chemistry. even be true. But at the moment, yeah, it's just chemistry. Yeah. Initially. So if someone, if I'm like, I lose my luster a little bit, then Nick's like super hot, right? Yeah. He's like on fire with these people. I'm like, perfect. I sit back. And then vice versa. So giving yourself the doubled opportunity. It's double the opportunity. You're so double. smart. Double <laughs> yeah. opportunity. You're so smart, Christy. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. I love it too. Mm -hmm. I love your energy. I love all Thank the things you. that you're saying. It's 
an amazing time to spend, like actually have you in the room too is really cool. I know this is fun. So why don't you tell everybody if you had to give like one piece of advice to a brand new agent, what would it be? I think you have to find the right group of people to be with. Mm -hmm. And people, when I first got into real estate, people were like, 72 sold, who's Greg Haig? And I was like, no, no, no. I had a great feeling about it. I'm like, this is going to be big. And I had other agents that were like, no, you need to interview 10 brokerages. The whole brokerage thing, great. You can find a brokerage for anybody, but even going more micro than that, finding your people, finding people you jive with that are going to elevate your game to the next level. Because if you're on a team that there's just no chemistry, you won't go anywhere. Yeah. And I've been on listing appointments with other people and other teams, and there's just not good chemistry in, in the setting. So I think finding the right people to associate yourself that have the same values, that have the same goals, I think it's really important to just, you know, find your tribe. Yeah. I agree. Mm -hmm. I, we talk I totally about that agree. all the time. I'm obsessed with now making sure that if there's someone in my circle that's poisoning me, Oh and gosh, and if yeah. there's someone I see yes. that I need them in my circle, I'll pursue. And oh, that's yeah. what they say. It's uh, quick to fire, slow to hire. Mm -hmm. And I got this small little reputation for like being really hard on people, but it's not being hard. It's just being really direct and honest. Mm -hmm. So oh, <laughs> did she just make my heart sing? <laughs> she made my heart sing. <laughs> I love that. So the chatter right now is like, oh, if you can make it with Christy, you're going to be good. I'm like, no, I'm not that mean. I'm just <laughs> like, I'm just honest. Mm -hmm. So if people weren't working out, it was because one, they're in the wrong lane and we need to move them to a better lane mm -hmm. or it's just not a good fit with our values and goals. It's so. like Dave Ramsey talks about like your seats, right? And sometimes people need to move seats. And, and sometimes, yeah. sometimes they need to get off the bus. <laughs> yeah. And the quicker you get them off the bus, the better it is for everybody. everybody. Them everybody. too. Uh -huh. Then they can go find their correct tribe. Yes. Yeah, yes. So, for sure. And it's not because we don't like people. Like, I love everybody. You just like, need to find the You're right just a high D, and that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah, she is for sure. Yeah. Um, well, you have been awesome. Thank you so much for being a guest on our show. Yeah, thank that's you very so much. Nice. I really appreciate it. Fun. Thanks for watching you guys in this weird angle. See you guys <laughs> next <weird>. time. <laughs>